This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims, on Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. Thank you for joining us this week. One of the primary challenges that ex-offenders face once they're released is finding stable employment. In addition to the outside struggles ex-felons face when looking for work, many also wrestle with inner struggles like drug addiction or mental health issues. But issues aside, ex-offenders need a job to provide for their basic needs. They also need money to pay court expenses, restitution, and other fees. Today, we're talking about life after prison. Today's guest is France Beasley. France is the president, co-founder of AZ Common Ground. France is a South Phoenix native who has dedicated his life to changing the face of Arizona prisoner reentry. Having spent 14 and a half years of his life with incarceration, within incarceration, France returned to the, I'm sorry, France returned to his community with a new commitment to his faith and to his community. As president of AZ Common Ground, France works to educate and empower individuals returning to the community from jail or prison, as well as engaging residents in activities to help restore the community. Welcome to the Father Matter Show, France. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Share a little more with us about AZ Common Ground. No, definitely. Uh, AZ Common Ground is an organization which we began in April of 2010 uh, here in Phoenix. Um, I myself, as you stated before, am a prior offender. Uh, and so it was, it was ultimately my vision, uh, my dream to be able to help individuals, after, especially after meeting so many talented individuals inside, um, to create something that maybe we could help some of these folks stay out and maybe we could also help some of these folks find their role within society, um, not just not just because well, once they get the employment, once they they get reconnected to their families, well, what's their purpose in life? I mean, what what more is there? And I wanted to help individuals to find those different avenues. So, excellent. Why did you start AZ Common Ground? Oh, I started it ultimately because I, I couldn't be a victim advocate. I, I was actually interested in victim advocacy, advocacy prior to my release. And after taking several courses, I thought about it and thinking about the barriers that would be presented, I knew that it would probably be a difficult career field to get into. So AZ Common Ground became uh, more of my mission to be able to honor victims by helping, helping communities to stay safe, by, by reducing victimization, um, by providing individuals with the necessary resources, um, to not only stay out of trouble, but also be able to bless their communities as well. So That's awesome, Franz. What are some of the biggest obstacles faced by men and women reintegrating into their communities in terms of obtaining work? In regards to obtaining work, I, I would say the number one thing, Vance, is oftentimes their, their own self-esteem. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say I, you and I both understand how important presentation is. And without the necessary, without the necessary belief in yourself that you can do this, oftentimes you're, whether a person realizes or not, I think they go into a lot of these interviews, um, more of love, the, the understanding that, that they're still convicts instead of coming here, selling themselves as, as, as actual viable employees that are here to work. 
Um, and so one of the main things that we tackle at AZ Common Ground is literally helping an individual to change that paradigm. We need to stop defining ourselves by our past bad actions uh, because there's a whole lot more to us than just crime. And so I try to help individuals get through that major hump. Number one thing that I've discovered is attitude, uh, self-esteem, and then moving on to the next level, yeah, do they have skill sets? Do they know how to put a resume together? Do they know how to interview? Uh, these are big questions that have to be answered before we ever get to, hey, I, I really would like a career-based opportunity. When are we even prepared for that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What does AZ Common Grounds do to bridge the gap with those obstacles of the fear of do they know how to do resumes? No, great question. Um, number one thing that we do, I believe, is we figure out who is sitting before us, a very client focused. And so ultimately asking the big question, um, is this an individual that's ready for work, Vance? Honestly, um, is this a person who's afraid of crowds? Are they, are they all their lives? They've been, they've, they've had a problem with authority. Um, are they going to show up to work once they get there? These are the things that I concern myself with. And so we do this through our character development classes and our life skills training. Uh, we offer the thinking for a change model, which is an evidence-based curriculum. Uh, we also use seven habits of highly effective people and teens for our youth. Um, because we, we realize that the real problem is, is really between our ears. That's where the real war is at. Um, everything else is secondary as far as I'm concerned. If we, can, if we can make that individual on the inside whole, then the rest of it seems to just trickle down. Um, next step is we do have the workforce development piece, you know, resume writing, understanding how to interview, what is an employer looking for, and how do you research jobs now that you have this felony conviction? Um, we, I, I, I have to teach some people that I understand that when you had that bank robbery, you have to understand now you'll never work at a bank. <laughs> you know, right. so oftentimes we have to have to help people to see what's the path ahead of them, uh, so that they're not constantly hitting barriers. Um, and then, last but not least, we offer a great deal of mentor- mentorship. For every two of our clients, we have one mentor that's assigned to them to meet with them weekly, uh, to stay in contact with them, help them with rides, getting them out, helping them to experience other aspects of life. Um, so I think that from life skills training, character development training, mentorship, workforce development, we've been very fortunate also in the realm of job placement. Um, is, is, is very fortunate in that regard. So those are the areas we've, we've helped to bridge the gap for individuals coming home. Man, if, if you can't get no support from all that, <laughs> something's got to be wrong with the individual. You said thinking for a change. Go, in that, go into that curriculum a little bit. No, definitely. Uh, basically, the National Institute of Corrections um, and just different government agencies for many years, I would say probably a few decades now, studying incarceration and the inmates that are returning home and seeing what exactly is working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's evidence-based practices. Thinking for a change is actually a program that they've just molded during the years through through the through the few the last few decades, um, and ultimately it's a free program. Organizations can be trained in it. It, it you can get it online. You can check it out. Um, and I, I we stepped into that model uh, in, last year. Went through the training and so forth with probation, and it's been phenomenal. You know, being able to help people to to learn tools. Um, not, not, not a hammer, but things that you have to think about those type of tools, those things that help us to grow on the inside. So, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and that's just it. Thinking for a change. They gotta, they gotta change their way of thinking. I, I used to say to people, if I can change the way you think I can change your life. How is it like when you meet them where they are, how do they get involved with the program? How do you, you reach out? How do they know about AZ Common Ground? You know, great question, Vance. The majority of our clients come through word of mouth. Uh, we see no less than 120 people a month. Uh, you know, our, our phones literally are constantly ringing. So <laughs> it's, it's been a constant thing. They get through us. They connect with us through Facebook. They connect with us through our website. Mm. Um, we try to make it as accessible to them as possible. 
Um, we do everything by appointment only, like I said, client-centered, so that when individuals come, it's their time. Um, and we make sure that one thing that we do when they come through the door, we want them to be treated as professionals. The only thing that we ask of them is to also act professionals. We, we, we put expectations upon our people. You know from raising children, Vance, uh, right. if you don't put an expectation on your children, they'll set their own. And That's so right. we want to raise expectations for them. And professionalism, uh, having a business demeanor, these are things we expect out of the people that work within our program. And, and thinking for a changed curriculum, because a lot of times we're, we're, we're dealing with working with customers who are just trapped. Yes. Sometimes I say in Father Matters, we're, we're dealing with grown folks still, still dealing with little boy, a little girl yes. issues. Yes. So loving them where they are and, and, and meeting them where they're at and, and taking them from where they are to where they want to be. And how is it, how important is it to make them feel appreciate it, to feel deserving, to feel that, that you want to work with them. No, definitely. Um, one of the one of the, the trainings that we actually had, which I thought was really key, was we had the opportunity of going uh, through a motivational interviewing uh, conference and, and through the training where it's completely client-focused to be able to celebrate successes at the same time being able to raise up criticism, but doing it in such a way that we're celebrating those successes along the way so that people realize you're not just being dumped on but when you do wrong, but also, okay, let's also see what you've done right. And uh, motivational intervention has, has helped that process a great deal. One of the key aspects that you, you asked also is it's those that want to do it. Um, oftentimes in this business, we're, we're, we're trying to be all things to all people. And we want people to do well, but you can only, your want can only be so much. An individual has to want this more than anything else. And um, that's one of the things that I come into agreement with the clients that come to me that are actually in our programs. Um, do you want to stay out of prison? Because I, once we come into that agreement, we don't ever have to talk about that again. Because ultimately, I think that's what we're all after. Uh, at the end of the day, I can't be a father if I'm, if I'm absent. And if I'm in prison, how can I do this? And, and so forth. And, and so that's, that's one of the things that I try to help everybody to understand. Let's, let's leave that language alone. That's not even an option anymore. We're moving forward now. Once we get to that place, now it's just the fight, teaching people those skills, but stay in the ring and fight. And sometimes it's just as simple as, well, this time I, I can't go rob the Circle K on the corner. I have to get a part-time job. And sometimes it's a job I don't want, but it's better than going to prison. My children respect me because I'm home. My, the woman in the house is, is she's not looking for me and wondering where I'm at. And, you know, it, it's just, it makes sense to us. But for someone, for some people, they've lived their lives a certain way for so long they don't know how to do it any other way. And I, I think thinking for a change, different programs such as these help individuals to learn those simple skill sets that we take for granted because we were taught these things as children. Does that make sense? Man. Mm -hmm. How do these challenges faced by ex-offenders affect the community at large? No, that, that's, that's, that's an awesome question. Um, well, I think of it from the standpoint of an of a, of a, of a individual that came to me yesterday. And what he was most stressful about is the fact that he had just gotten himself a new job. It was pretty good hours, so he could get there on, on the bus. Problem is, is that he didn't have any more bus passes. And so I immediately went down, bought him a bus pass, and for $60, Vance, I took away his stress. And so what I realized is with that stress, I knew that his wife was out in the, in the lobby area of our office, and so was his children. And I could see that she was smiling also. It made me, it helped me to realize that, that simple bus pass that I gave him for a month that we provided for him, the beauty of that is that that's that stress that just went away. 
And I think that providing those simple resources sometimes eliminates a lot of that stress because you, we all know as stressful parents bring it into the home, now the children are stressed, everything's stressed. Now these children are going to school, they're stressed, giving the teacher problems, giving other students problems. And it's, it's, it's easy to understand that trickle down from, from that standpoint. That is powerful. And those, those bus cards, people don't realize transportation is so important. Yes. How can ex-offenders learn to navigate the workforce with a felony? Nice. Um, well, number one, they have to they have to first of all learn to research. They have to become computer literate. They have to come up to the 21st century. And I think that going to different places from Father Matters to AZ Common Ground to Goodwill to Maricopa you know, Skills Centers, yeah. there's so many there's so many places now because when the economy took a hit, let's face it, so many people had to find and scully around for new job opportunities and so forth. Um, and so I, I think that, first of all, being educated in how to do an actual job search, that's the first thing, having the necessary skill sets to do that. Man, that is, that is powerful. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Franz Beasley, president, co-founder of AZ Common Ground, and today we are talking about life after prison. We'll hear more from Franz after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters mentoring programs for families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Father Matters presents Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Saturday, October 18th at the Crown Plaza Phoenix Airport Hotel. Register today at fathermatters.org. Use this elegant date night as an opportunity to connect with your spouse and hear practical ways to strengthen and enhance your marriage. Register today at fathermatters.org. Keynote speakers for the evening, Chris and Carmen Garner, founders of the ministry Fortified Marriages. Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Register today at fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. Don't miss Pearl Conference 2014. You can enter to win a pair of Pearl tickets by sending us an email to info at fathermatters.org. In your subject box, put Pearl tickets. In your email, give us your name, your spouse's name, and the winners will be announced in our October 7th Father Matters Tribune that goes out nationally once a month. You can subscribe to the Father Matters Tribune at fathermatters.org. If you would like information on becoming a Pearl Conference sponsor, email us at info at fathermatters.org. Also, you can catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. 
Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And we're back with France Beasley, president, co-founder of AZ Common Ground. Today, we're talking about life after prison. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. France, besides connecting with resources like AZ Common Ground to assist with gaining employment, what other job-seeking must-haves are needed for ex-offenders? Well, no, great questions, Vance. Um, why I like the question so much is because it addresses a much larger issue. Um, the felony conviction is just one barrier to employment. We're not talking about the poverty aspect to it. I mean, we're talking about clothing. We are. You mentioned it earlier, transportation, um, the ability to interview in the first place. Where do you find these resources? If I was going to find, if I, if I wanted to have, what if I, what if I could interview well, but I, I'm still wearing my prison blues when I walk out of the prison system? Um, of course, I'm not going to get a job more than likely at this place. So where do I go? These are, these are big questions. And so one of the, the, the awesome things that we like to do here at AZ Common Ground, and there's other organizations that do it also, is putting together lists of resources for people to go to, um, for men and women, for youth. Uh, because it is uh, it is so necessary. Transportation is huge. Uh, yes. I mean, let's face it. Here in the Phoenix area, it might not be a big booming city like like Chicago or Cala or Los Angeles, but you know what? Land wise, is a humongous place. Um, and trying to get from point A to point B can be very difficult. Navigating your way, especially when you've been inside and incarcerated, and you're trying to navigate yourself around a, a city that is completely different. It's changed, and buildings or businesses are gone out of business, and new buildings have come up. Um, just so many things, uh, being able to navigate. And number one, I'd also say is a mentor, someone that can actually walk someone through a process, getting them from point A to point B. That's awesome. I love what you said you touched on on, on, on poverty. Because sometimes when we're working with uh, our customers, we, we get the three different types of poverty. We get situational poverty, mm-hmm. we get generational poverty, yes. and we get the working mm-hmm. poverty. And that situational poverty, that's someone who may have uh, came from another country or another state and they just needed some time to to get up. They might have worked a couple of jobs or someone who had a job. And then when they lost a job and because of help of friends and family, they can get right back up to where they left Mm -hmm. off. That's situational poverty. But one of the and the working poverty is, you know, there's people we get customers that come in and they're working 50, 60 hours a week fronts and still getting notices on the door about, you know, you're getting evicted sure. in the ne- another couple of weeks. And it's like they're, they're doing it. They're got their head down. They're on the grind. But I've found in, 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 in our situation with Father Matters, the generational yes. poverty. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, grandmom was on welfare. Mom and dad was on welfare. So it's like, well, this is just what we do. Mm-hmm. How do we work with that? How do you work with that that generational poverty changing that thinking that's why i loved at, uh, at the top of the show when we was talking about uh thinking for a change mm-hmm. we we got to we got to think we got to use our brain how we work with the generational poverty you know vance that's a, that's a phenomenal topic because it, it to me it is it when you're talking about a, an exploding recidivism rate where individuals are just going in and out in many of these areas, these, these lower income areas, that's exactly what you're dealing with. Yeah. The father, the grandfather, the uncles, the brothers have all gone to prison. They've sold drugs all their lives. 
And what exactly am I supposed to do? Well, it's a no-brainer. You're probably going to do the same. If I was raised in, 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 in Vista Park, I'm probably going to be a Vista Blood. It's just the way it is. And, you know, we're raised in a lot of these things. And sometimes it's difficult to break that change. When, when you ask that question about must-haves, yes. I think the other, the other real key piece to that is the must-have is you must be willing to, to change yourself. The next question is you must be willing to ask for help. And the next part is you must be willing to receive help. And sometimes that means hard, hard hitting advice. It's hard hitting instruction. Sometimes the ability to want to be mentored. Um, I can want it for you all day long. But the truth of the matter is, I think that every once in a while you just come to a realization. I want this more than I want that. And when a person comes in, I think everything opens up after that. It's, it's now unlearning a lot of bad stuff. Um, that's why it's so necessary to have long-term programming, you know, life skills training. People oftentimes say, you mean to tell me that a 30-year-old man wouldn't know that? You're absolutely correct. He doesn't know how to budget a checkbook. You're absolutely correct. The reason why he's living outside his means is because he sold drugs all his life. He can't go to the corner now. He doesn't understand that. He's never worked off $9 an hour. And so these life skills training are extremely important. How do you talk to your family? When your wife has been taking care of things all this time, and now all of a sudden you're home and you think it's time for you to take over, well, no, it doesn't work that way. She's been taking care of this for five years. These are things that we have to, a, a person has to be willing to also receive the instruction that, hey, we have to slow things down. You have to work your way back into this family and let your presence be felt. But, you know, it, there's just so many things um, that, that that question is just loaded with so much, you know, and, and, and I appreciate it. It's because it, once again, it does not focus just on employment, Vince. Most of the people at AZ Common Ground are not failing because we're not getting them jobs. Vance, 75% of our people, two-thirds of our people are not even keeping those jobs once we get them. Right. Um, we figured it out. It is not, you cannot employ away criminal behavior. It's not going to happen. Um, it, it is a long-term process, and it's going to take many organizations, many resources uh, to assist. But number one, it's going to take that individual making that decision to receive the help in the first place. Yes. We would like to say that every person has an equal opportunity when it comes to gainful employment. But the realities are that's not true. In what ways can ex-offenders prepare for those tough questions or preconceptions in an interview about being an ex-offender? No, w wonderful question. Um, number one, I, I would think that it has to happen on the inside. Um, number one, put the dominoes away, put the spades, away, put the card games away and get serious about life. Uh, one of the big problems, and it's not just people in prison, we play too much, Vance, with yeah, our lives, yeah. and we're wasting time when in reality, hey, we're up against some serious boundaries. I, I think one of the big misconceptions that we have in our country is we're fearful of incarceration. Don't be fearful of incarceration. We need to teach our young people. It's not jail that you need to worry about. Mm -hmm. It's the aftermath. Uh, you will always be marked with this label on you, and people don't understand that label is, it's not the label of, of, of 20, 30 years ago. Right. Today, you Google everything. People learn about you. They see you everywhere, all over the internet, and you're marked now. And so people have no idea, is it a barrier? Most certainly. Um, but what I tell people is you need to begin to address the issue. How exactly do I answer that question is a huge uh, question. How do you answer that question when an interviewer asks you? You said you'll explain upon your interview, why exactly were you in prison? As an ex that, are you prepared for that? Are you too busy inside still playing? It, these are serious things that have to be addressed. You know, so. Man, Franz, where can our listeners go to learn more about AZ Common Ground and how can we get in touch with Franz Beasley? No, definitely, Vance. Um, they can go to our website, www.azcommonground.org. Uh, we just launched our new website. 
Uh, they can also reach us at our home office, 602-914-9000. What's that phone number? One more time. 602-914-9000. And they can also catch us through Facebook, just uh, Facebook forward slash AZ Common Ground. Frost, you are definitely going to come back to this show. I want to thank you for joining me today, man. I, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate what you do, Vance. And and again, so if you want to get in touch with France, go to azcommonground.org. I just seen the new website, you know, this morning. It is powerful. It is awesome. So again, France, I want to thank you for joining me, man. And and, and they can contact you at what's the phone number one more time? 602-914-9000. So if you know anyone out there that's going through that situation, have them get in touch with AZ Common Ground. Have them contact France Beasley's by appointment only. And I want to thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. I want to thank my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Men, Saturday, September 13th, Father Matters is hosting a gathering of men workshop. We'll be at the Hope 6 Education Center. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.